It's time now for Hallelujah, Tell It Like It Is on 103.9 FM WXAN. It's presented by the Lighthouse of Faith Ministries located at 420 South Street in Murfreesboro. Their worship services are Sunday morning at 11.30 a.m. and they welcome you. Time now for Hallelujah, Tell It Like It Is. Because of who you are. It's just to encourage you on this journey. Okay, this is the first prophecy, and I will and I will explain it afterwards. March the nineteenth, twenty seventeen. A word for Mother Brenda, and that word again. God said, "When your daughter go to the doctor, good news. She's gonna hear good news." It's good news for her there. And God say he's doing glory. Hallelujah. What he said he's going to do in here. Hallelujah. He said she don't have to be here. But oh, the one that is here. She don't have to be here. Hallelujah. God said he sent the world. Glory. And he healed them. He healed them all. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. All right. That prophecy was given to Mother Brenda's daughter, Felicia. And she's giving me permission. She said, Pastor, she said, tell it everywhere you go when you get ready. And if you was at the event, April 1st, she told it herself. But this young lady was written with cancer in her body, stage four. And we know when stage four set in, you're in for a battle. And she was in stage four that meant her kidneys, her colon, and other parts of her body were just ravished with cancer. And she would tell you herself, applying the word, she heard the word, she heard the word, and she applied the word and walked through. She walked through with the word of God. But the prophetess said that word on that particular Sunday and said when she go and said when she go back to the doctor, it was good news. And Sister Felicia said she went in to go in there and tell them it was no more. She was tired. She wanted to just go home to be with the Lord. It was no more radiation, no more chemo. She was done. She was tired. She was finished. And I want you to know when she finished telling the doctor all about her situation that she wasn't, the doctor told her, she said, you don't, he said, you don't have to because you have no more cancer in your body. And this was stage four. You know when you get in stage four, you in a battle. But God rid that cancer from her body. And it's been seven years going on eight years. Are y'all hearing me? Now this ought to boost your face if nothing else. Now we're going to take this other one. I want you to hear this one. And I think I told you this one last week. But I have to be obedient to God. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. Stage four is no joke when you got cancer. So some are, some are going through and not even that, that far along. So trust God is all I'm saying. Trust God. He'll do it. If you can supply the faith, he will do it. So y'all got to bear with me here because I think this is the one. We'll see. 
Y'all hear me say all the time, I was sitting in the car. I had no idea I was not looking for a house when a house was not on my mind. And the Lord gave the prophetess that word that he was giving me a house and it wouldn't be any kind of a house. It was going to be, and I have another prophecy and I'll bring that next week concerning this house. But I want you to know I'm sitting in a 2,600 square feet house that God put the deed in my hand. The man put the deed in my hand. Okay? Just like the woman of God said. That last part, she say, in years to come. She say, in years to come. They're going to build up around you. And, and all around you, they're going to build up. And they're going to buy this house. This is what she said. Now listen, you know they working in the front, they working in the side of me, and they working in the back of me. New business is coming all around. I'm just saying, when it happened, I've already told you. I'm telling you, if we can trust God, and don't worry, once you give it to God, and this is what we're going to talk about. Once, God, once you give a situation to God, then it's over. Don't worry about it. The next prophecy I want you to hear. He said, somebody owe you some money. Say, you owe some money back. He said, and he's going to give you that money back. He said, somebody owe you some money. He said, and he's going to give you that money back. August 30, 2014. Yeah. August the 3rd, I told you all last week. 2013, I think. 2013. Was when she gave me that word. Life goes on. I had forgotten about it. Didn't think no more about it. But I play these prophecies daily because when I pray, play the prophecies, she's giving me like thousands and thousands. It lets me know where I'm at on my journey. So I'm always refreshing myself listening to them. Anyway, a few weeks ago, I was walking across the street. A man stopped me in a brand new truck. And he said, you know, you don't work anymore. I said, no, I retired uh, March the 4th. I did retire. He said, I know I went to your job looking for you because I owe you some money. And now the prophecy, I hadn't come in that evening to listen to it, so it didn't register. He said, I owe you some money. And I said, mm-hmm. Okay. And that's, that's how I left it, you know, dealing with people. That's how I left it. And so the next day, he knocked on my door with $500 in his hand. And he said, I owe you this money. 
He said, I've never been able to rest all through the years. This been years ago. He said, all through the years, this worried me. He said, I wanted so bad to get it back to you, but I just didn't have it. Well, he was blessed to get some money and he came and brought that 500 for work that I paid him to do that he did not complete. Are y'all hearing me? I'm trying to show you the way of faith. And if you follow me, you know I was healed from class four cancer without the intervention of the medical world. Okay? And now that's all I'm playing for today. And like when I come back, it's other things that she's prophesied and has come to pass. And God told me to share this because he needs his people to be encouraged. It's so much negativity out there. It's so much evil going on out there. And just like the Bible say, they grieve uh, Lot. Lot was a righteous man. And the things they did, they grieved Lot. And if you're a righteous person, the things that we have to look at out here is grievous. But God is saying, be encouraged. Now, the first thing I'm going to take you, and like I say, I have no choice of what I preach. Whatever I preach to you is what God has given me. And to me, it's old. To me, I've been hearing it for years and years. So I just have to be obedient to what God helped me to bring to the people because this is how you're going to be blessed. The first thing you got to realize is to control your words. We do too much talking now. We run our mouth too much. You say things that don't need to be said. You post things that don't need to be posted. All of this here, if you want to walk in the victory of God, you got to be separated and you got to be different. You got to be different. God say, come out from among them. We don't act like the world act. We have to be set apart. And let me tell you something. The reason I play, play these prophecies because so much shenanigan going on in the house of God and so much lying and fake stuff and God wants you to be encouraged. So God is wanting to meet your needs and we're going to start right here. We're going to begin with the first and I'm going to take you to scriptures and I'm going to, and I want you to hear. Just don't hear with your fleshly ears. Ask God now. We're going to wait for a second. And I want you to ask God to open up my spiritual ears. Because if you open up to hear and get revelation, I'm going to lead you to victory through these, this teaching. Okay? Okay. While you're doing that, I'm getting going back to the page that I lost. And we're going to go to Romans 12. This is the beginning. Okay? And you got to understand that I'm the vessel that God is using because God uses us. He does not have hands. He's a spirit. So he uses the vessel to relate what he wants to say to his people. So now we go to Romans 12 and 3. This is your beginning. And I'm trying to put you in a place that once you give your situation of God, you will rest. And then, and, and, and once that you rest, guard your words. Guard your words. Okay? That's the most crucial thing when you're going through a trial is to be careful of your words. I'm telling you, they have an impact. Okay? The first thing you need to know is Romans 12 and 3. And it says, For I say through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you. To who? To every man 
that is among you. He's talking to the believer. To every man, not a few, but every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought. Don't think that you all of that. Don't think highly. Okay? And we're gonna he's gonna tell us why. He said, Don't think more highly. However we think about ourselves, we have to think in Christ. Everything that you are, everything that I am is in him. And if you get out here in this ocean and, and start thinking as you, you're going down fast. Okay, he's saying for every man not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly. Soberly means think with a solid, sober mind. Okay, now he's telling you why. According to God has dealt to every man. He did what? He dealt to every man, not a few, not here, not there, but he dealt to every man, every man. That's you, that's me. And I do repetitionally say things, so you have to bear with me. Okay. He has dealt to every man thee. I want you to say thee. Say thee. Say it to yourself. Say thee. Measure of faith. Now, he did what? He dealt to every man the measure of faith. Now, this is why I, I personally stick with the King James Version. Because I grabs hold of every word that's said. I'm going to look that word up. I'm going to ponder that word. And so we know the Bible has been changed down through the history of time. It's, it's been through many hands. We know that. But we also know that the King James is about as close as we can get. So when you trust in God, it's dangerous to go off on these other words, these other Bible, these, you know, it's okay to read them, but make sure you got your original King James. Okay. Now listen to what he say. Every man to every man. So he telling you, don't think highly. Now, Judy, you can't think highly because God healed you from cancer. Or you can't think highly because he gave, I have to think soberly. Okay. And why? Because he has dealt to every man Say it again, the measure of faith, the measure. Now listen, the is a definitive amount. You got to know that. It's a definitive amount. If he would have said a measure, like some of these Bibles read, a measure of faith, if that would have been a measure of faith, that means you could have a little more, I can have a little less. A little dab here, a little dab there. But every man has been dealt the measure of faith. And don't let nobody take that away from you. This is the word of God and you got what it takes. Don't let nobody tell you you need more faith. You got the quota right there. All right. Now we're going to Matthew 17. Now listen here. Matthew 17, and again, y'all just going to have to bear with me because I am going to take my time because somebody going to get blessed today. Okay, 
Listen what Matthew 17 and 20. Now listen what it says. Hallelujah. Listen what it says. And Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief. All right. Don't worry about your faith. You worry about your unbelief. Now, some people coming out of this, in the, into this new walk or coming out of a church that don't believe, then you have to say, Lord, help my unbelief. If you want to believe the word of God and you don't know how to believe, say, Lord, help my unbelief. And he will do that. Now, listen, he says, because of your unbelief. Well, they couldn't cast the demon out, I believe it was. Be why? Because of their unbelief. It wasn't because of their faith. It was just totally unbelief. And then he goes on to say, I say unto you, if ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed. He said as a grain of mustard seed. Have you ever seen a mustard seed? It is so tiny. So don't say I need more faith because you got the measure. Okay? Because he's saying if you have the grain of a mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, and a mountain is in a situation in your life that you can't move. If you can move it, move it. If you can't move it, consider it a mountain. And he said, you shall say unto this mountain, remove from hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible. Do you hear what I'm saying? The grain of a mustard seed. He already said he's dealt the measure. So if you got the measure, you got the quota, and you got to know this. You got to know this. When you're going before God, you got what it takes, okay? Then he's bringing this, but I didn't find the scripture. Maybe somebody can look it up. And he's telling us in his word, see, you got the measure and that measure got you saved. It'll get you healed. It'll get you delivered. And each time that you use the measure that you got, what happens? God began your muscle. Faith is like a muscle. You begin to be more confident and your faith will begin to grow. And when the storms come in your life, you look at the storm and just take a leap and rest. Your faith grows from the measure. So you got what it takes. He said, if you had the faith of a muscle seed, you got what it takes. Now that you got what it takes, do not get on your knees praying out of the will of God. When you read this word and you want what God says you can have, then you have to pray in line with God's word. Now he says, faith cometh by hearing. Hearing. See, somebody getting some faith right now because you're hearing. Faith cometh how? By hearing. By hearing. By hearing. Hearing what? The word of God. So if you want your faith to grow, begin to hear the word of God. Don't go praying for more faith. And people do it all the time. But God will just nudge them over to start hearing. Start hearing. So if you want more faith, start hearing the word of God. Okay? Are y'all with me so far? Then we're going over to um, uh, Hebrews 4 and 16. Let's see what he's got to say, okay? Hebrews 4 and 16. When you're prepared to ask God for anything, I'm taking you to Hebrews 4 and 16. I've already told you, so I'm going to repeat it. I have to follow the Holy Ghost. 
I do repetitiously say it. You got the measure. So we ain't going to be worried about more faith. You got it. Then you know if you got the faith of a mustard seed, you can speak to the mountain. We got that. And now, in Hebrews 4 and 16, this is when you got a problem. Now, y'all heard these powerful testimonies. Y'all heard it. Say amen if you understand what I'm trying to do here with you. You heard these powerful testimonies. And she spoke about the house. I'm sitting in the house. She spoke about the healing. The girl is walking around cancer-free after stage four. She spoke about the man owing me money. The man brought me the money. Come on now. All of this stuff is not just happening. God is trying to get you in a place that we can rise up. Speak God where going about our business and watch him work. Now listen. So you got the faith. Now you got a need. He tells you. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace. Come how? Boldly. When you come boldly, you come boldly with confidence. When you come boldly, you come boldly knowing that you're not weighed down with sin. If you're weighed down with sin, then repent and ask God to forgive you. Ask God to cleanse you. And then you come boldly. You come with confidence. All right? He don't want you coming scared. Of, oh, Lord, I wonder, will you hear me? Don't go approaching God in fear. Not like that. Come boldly knowing that he's there all the time. He never sleep. He never, whenever you come to him, he's just there. He is, okay? Now he said, you got a need. So now we come boldly unto the throne of grace. That we may obtain mercy and find grace. Now listen, find what grace? What is this grace going to do? To help. In time of need. He say what? To help in time of need. So that goes there. That lets you know. You just can't sit back and, and not. Oh God going to fix it after a while. The Holy Ghost help you. He comes to help you. When you come boldly to the throne of grace. And you come and ask God what you need. Then the Holy Ghost will help you. Okay. Alright. And then one scripture says. Make your request known. When you come to the throne of grace, you make your request known. That means you tell God all about the situation. I don't care what it is. Sometimes you might have to get there. And, I, and I'm going back over my life. Sometimes I tell you that the enemy and, I, and I've, I've grown to a place that I respect that devil. You know what? And, and, and you might, we talk too boldly about him. And I'm careful about calling his name. Hallelujah. Because I'm telling you, God has shown me that that enemy ears is, is open all the time. And when Michael was wrestling with him, Michael said, I, Michael refused to bring a railing accusation against him. What did Michael say? Michael said, I, the Lord rebuke you. You see what I'm saying? The Lord rebuke you. After all, he's a prince. He's a fallen prince. And Michael wouldn't even bring a railing accusation against him. And so anyway, when you go to the, you make your request known. And sometimes, sometimes you be, you can be hit so hard. You can be hit so hard with pain. Sometimes you have to go to that throne and you just cry out to God. Just cry, just cry. Get it out of your system. Hallelujah. And see, when I started out, I thought they told, they told me, they told us in our generation, you don't talk about 
the other side. You only talk about what God is doing. So I was warped. I didn't know the enemy. All I heard was the goodness of God. I didn't know the enemy could do damage and do the things that he he does. So I was warped. But you have to know your enemy. You have to know his strategies. You have to know his tactic. Okay? So when you come, you make your request known. Once that you make your request known and you get up from there, that's it. Because what did he say? Come boldly to the throne of grace. When you get to the throne of grace, make your request known. And then what did he say? After that, he said, going to Mark eleven twenty two, whatsoever when you pray, believe that you receive. This is what you got to do. Believe that you receive. Now, sometimes it gets hard. When you go there to the throne of grace, it gets hard when the enemy turn up the heat. You know it gets hard. But see, the problem is we haven't been taught to pray the answer. We pray the problem. Every time we go back in there, it's bringing that problem up. But once you get that thing to God, you got to make a declaration and you got to begin to declare the word of God. You don't go back in there praying the problem. You go back in there praying the answer. Y'all better hear somebody. My God. Let's see what first Peter's saying. Okay? You done went to the throne of grace and you done made your petition known. And now Mark 11 says, whosoever shall say, see, you can get it by saying, saying. See, and then Mark 6 and 33, Matthew 6 and 33 tells us to seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you. All right. That's the key there for me. You, you might have to do a little different, but I'm just showing you. Now I have to go back and, 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 and let you know. Let you know. Three homes been put in my hands. And if you heard the first of this prophecy, a car, the car that I wanted that I couldn't afford it, but the man came down so cheap I had to get it. Okay? Come on now. Listen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. When you... Give me a minute. I lost my, lost my thought. When you go there, you say, you begin to say, see, the key here is to pray every day. Every day in my life, on the job, my heart stays before God. He said, you ought to pray all, at all times and don't faint. Lord, I thank you. I, I keep a thankful heart. I pray morning, noon, and night. And when I pray, I never, anyone that's been around me, I never pray for things. Because he told me to seek righteousness. So when I say, when I go after God, God, I need more revelation. God, I need more love. Help me to do right, Lord. Help me to please you, Lord. I seek to do righteousness. I seek, I, I even now, I seek, God, who can I bless today? I want to bless somebody today. I seek to do these things. And y'all heard the prophecy. I did not ask for a house. I had no house in my mind. I had no church and a house on my mind. That pink house that I stayed in, I 
had none of that. None of that. I didn't ask for none of that. I didn't ask for the job that I got, that I just retired. Did not ask for it. Did not ask for the job that I ended up. Assistant director up north. I asked none of these things. But as I seek after God and doing righteousness, he said, if your ways please me, I'll open up a window and pour you out a blessing you won't even be able to contain. And this is what God has done in my life. The blessings have just come down and, and ran me down. Why? Because I try to do what his words say. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. And, 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 and if you're a child of God and you still praying for water bill, you still praying for light bill, come on now, you know you got to get up. Hallelujah. You got to get up now. Hallelujah. Because as you seek after righteousness and do right and plant seed, things will come back to you. You've been listening to Hallelujah, Tell It Like It Is, brought to you by the Lighthouse of Faith Ministries in Murfreesboro. They're located at 420 South Street, and you can join them for their Sunday morning worship services at 1130 a.m. Tune in again next time for Hallelujah, Tell It Like It Is. Because of who you are. You're listening to WXAN AVA.